Hi, everybody. Uh, the, the following podcasts were recorded during the COVID-19 crisis of 2020. We want to be sensitive uh, to our listeners because we know at this time during the quarantine uh, that a lot of marriages are really struggling and some are really thriving. Uh, we realize that when times are really intense, unresolved issues from the past tend to kind of rear their ugly heads and expose things that have been unresolved or unattended to, sometimes for months or even years. So again, our sensitivity here is, is that we want you to stay strong, wash your hands. We want you to go slow, attend to one another with grace and understanding to each other and to help one another get through these times. A lot of the discussions in these uh, episodes uh, have been issues that have come to Brenda and I's mind that we want to introduce and talk about, uh, but at the same time, remaining sensitive to each of you in each of your circumstances. So again, thanks for listening in, and we hope that you are all safe and all well. Thanks again for listening. Welcome to the Gil and Brenda podcast, as we share tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Listen for the action steps at the end, and now let's get to it. Well, welcome back, everybody. It's nice to have you listening in again uh, to us uh, ramble on about different things about your relationship. And so today, uh, introduce what we're going to talk about, Brenda. I'm kind of curious how you're going to put this into words. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, well, I trust you. Uh, I think the first word in our title always brings attention to people, right? Conflict. Why, why do people, it's like, oh, yeah, I got to hear about conflict. Because we like to fight. Or we don't like to fight and we want to try to figure out how not to fight. I want to be right. <laughs> I want to win. Yeah. 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 Well, today we're going to talk about conflict, but we're going to talk about damage control. Because when we do have conflict, sometimes there's a lot of damage that can happen, a lot of casualties, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not that we don't have conflict because we breathe and we are human beings and we have thought. Mm -hmm. We will have conflict. The point of it is, is how do we control the damage that comes from it. So it's having good conflict skills that we really want to talk about today. So to set this all up, uh, what better way to uh, talk about it than to actually have a conflict? No, I mean, everybody thinks we're just perfect, right? <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> they obviously don't know us very well. I mean, I love you and, and life is good and I'm so thankful because I do feel like I got the better end of the deal. Uh, um, I disagree. But there are times when I disagree with you disagreeing with me. And so, no, it's not perfect, but I do love you. I respect you and I'm glad to be doing life with you, but it doesn't mean that we are exempt from conflict. No, no. So how did all this conversation get started? Well, I think it's the celebration of a good marriage, but how this all started was over a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. We were, we were leaving uh, one of our relatives' homes uh, after a spicy uh, visit, and uh, that's, that's my way of saying it was tense. 
And yeah. you and, and our family doesn't listen to this, so you, you don't even no. have to talk in code. But go ahead. Yeah, well, I'm just trying to respect. No, it was fine. I'm it just trying fine. to respect. But you were feeling a little intense, and I was too. And I, was, I like, was totally fine. I don't know what you're. I needed was. a cup of coffee to just chill out. So we pull into this cup of coffee. We come off the freeway, and we've got another, I don't know, about an hour and a half drive ahead of us. And so I went, like, let's just drop and grab a cup of coffee. And so. We do, and we pull into this little parking lot, which we know we've been before, and sure enough, uh, I'm looking at the parking places kind of going, I'm going to get stuck. I know I'm going to get stuck because of the flow of the drive through window and the semi-truck and the and the convenience store and the gas station. It was like, ah, uh, and more or less, I was like, here we go. And that was the beginning of it because I felt like I I want to go get this cup of coffee, but and I we do, got our coffee. I do not and, like getting stuck. Yeah, so we got our coffee and, and then, got back in the car. And even before we got out, yeah, of the of the store, I looked out and went, "Oh yeah, look at that! There's the big line, and I am pinned. I am trapped." And there began the next phase of the conflict. I was fine. Uh, <laughs> Glad you were. So I've not only said, we're going to get stuck, and now I went, we are stuck, and I'm frustrated. And you just kind of kept on, like, you know. It's like, don't overreact. We're going to get out of this. It's not the end of the world. Just be patient. Everything will move. Don't overreact. Don't be be patient. All all the things that I really needed to hear comfort. (laughs) And I wasn't hearing any of it. So before we know it, I'm all jacked up on the sidewalk <laughs> trying to get out because I can't get out, and there's cars behind me, and I'm getting more flustered, and ensues an argument. Would you like to speak further on that? No, I thought it was fine. You're the one that was all jacked up. <laughs> so now I'm really not feeling heard, and yeah. I'm not feeling cared for because, the- because I'm not done. I'm really upset about this because you you just you were just blowing it off, and... The one thing you said that is kind of, it's not so much a code word, but I know, okay, wait a minute, we need to regroup here, is when you say to me, I'm not feeling heard. Yeah. That's what you said, right? So that's when I know I need to zip it and regroup and share with you, okay, this is what I heard you say. And when I said, when I repeated it, was I right? You were right, but your tone, Ah. your tone, it was just so condescending. And that even infuriated me more. I was like, leave me alone. Just be And I was like be nice. I heard you? I'm respecting you. I heard what you said, and you're not agreeing with me. That's the problem. Oh, it's now it's my problem. <laughs> oh, good. Good. See how this goes? Well, so this conversation started because Gil, you were saying just the other day, yeah, we need to talk about on our podcast that what happened in the coffee parking lot. I was like, I don't remember anything that happened in the parking lot. And boy, you can just recall it like you get back in the I was the emotionally disturbed. And you still are about it. <laughs> I'm still disturbed. Which I appreciate because, I, you know, it's so funny how you connected with that so deeply. And I'm like, okay, it was done, gone. What's the next thing? I, I And that's where sometimes I think I'm more like a guy because I just like brush it off. And I may brush it off too soon. Well, if you do, um, we did finally repair yeah. So we got our coffee, we got in the car, and we headed off. Yeah. It was stony silence for a while, but it we got off. And we finally, you know, started chatting again. And 
went over to the other side of, of the state to where we had to go to visit one more relative before we got on a plane to fly home. But I think the point of all of this and what kind of got us talking about that we've talked with couples, you know, a lot about is how quickly do you repair? And I think we do a pretty good job at that because neither of us want any drama or distance between us. We, when, when we set each other off, we we're pretty good. I think at getting to it. It's like, okay, what's really going on? I'm sorry. I missed your heart. What else can I do? Are you feeling heard? And there, we come to some kind of closure. Yeah. So before we got on the plane, I mean, we you know got the car back to the rental agency, la, 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 finally sit down, find a place to sit down. And I'm kind of going, okay, okay, what about the parking lot? You know, what happened there? And so we kind of replayed what was going on and, and ensued the conversation so we could actually find a resolve before we got home. Because I, I do appreciate a particular scriptural perspective of, you know, don't let the sun go down on your wrath, which means, you know, deal with your anger as soon as you can so as to not give place to grounds of resentment or Mm -hmm. bitterness or unforgiveness, which in a way really takes away the opportunity to begin to repair. So the sooner that we can expose, (laughs) another Mm -hmm. fancy word for, as soon as I can be vulnerable with how Mm -hmm. I feel, then hopefully you return the favor and remain soft and hear me out. Had you not done that, I think I might still be upset about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if there's a pile of that piling up, then, oh, yeah. then the damage good. control now becomes a total demolition, uh, you know, salvage job. Now, you know, we got this huge mound of crap that's pilled up. And I'm sorry for offending anyone with that, but really it's a pile of poo, you know. Well, and a lot of times, too, you know, we've talked we talk a lot about people think that good bonding is when you go on a great vacation or do something fun together. But... The best bonding that can happen is when you walk through pain together. Not that this was a painful situation. Oh, yeah, it was painful. It was was pain to a level that hopefully we work through it and we have a healthy respect for each other that it's not going to get to that point again. And that I will raise up my level of attuning to you, if that's the counseling word you would say, or being in touch with you and affirming uh, how you're feeling and that you will hear that I am making an effort. And then you, so you'll come bring it down and I'll bring it up. So we attune together. I, I, affirming, I think, is is really uh, a, a step in the right direction to begin the repair. Because as soon as you begin to validate how I feel, then I can actually unwind. But if you never validate or affirm how I feel or I you, then you remain in a defense posture. And then it just gets more wound up and nobody really wins at that point in time because nobody's listening, nobody's cooperating, no one's really asserting how they really are feeling and asking for what they want. And then it just ends up being a big competition. Yeah. So this whole parking lot thing happened, what, three weeks ago, a month ago? Uh, 17 days ago. (laughs) Four hours and three minutes. (laughs) And what's really crazy about this is that the whole event took about 45 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I find it interesting that it happened however long ago. <clears throat> we revisited it briefly yesterday with my awareness that you're still thinking about it. And then it wasn't until just a little bit ago, 
and we figured out, you know, what was really setting you off of being closed in in a physical area or being feeling trapped. And oh my gosh, that opened up a whole new conversation that we've never had before. So just me being able to ask, wow, feeling trapped, where, where, where does that come from? And for you to be able to share what you did help give me more insight that it's not about the parking place and the car and all that. It's something much deeper. And I think when you're able to repair, you can have that level of empathy with each other and have, have a conversation, be vulnerable like you did and like you were, like you are. And then I can really understand what's going on, but that takes, man, that takes safety mm-hmm. in your relationship yeah. and it takes patience and it's okay to revisit something that may have gone south just and you've repaired, but just to make sure, okay, are we, did I miss anything on that opportunity to learn more about you? Well, that, that's because you have a track record, which we have worked at, to be trustworthy. Mm. And, and because you're trustworthy, and I know that once you begin to hear me and I feel safe that you're going to handle it right, then I can open it up. But I think of so many couples that we work with and know you know, in coaching and counseling situations is that they have no track record of trustworthiness and therefore they can't validate because they're in a defensive posture all of the time Mm. to which I have to say, soften up on one another because you're supposed to be one another's allies, not one another's critics. Yeah. And if you remain, if you had remained in that place of criticism, then we, we, we may not have been able to repair as quickly as we did. Yeah, good point. Good point. So, I like what you're saying. All right, you like what I'm putting down here. <laughs> I like what you're throwing down. Yeah. So we've got, um, this is from uh, the Gottman Institute. We love uh, Gottman stuff, and they just have a great repair checklist. So what we wanted to share with you today are six ways to implement uh, damage control. And uh, so there's there's six areas, and then we're going to go back through each area and just give you some examples, because some of this can you can kind of... I don't know, I, all this psycho stuff, I kind of, I phase <laughs> over. <laughs> so the six, the six um, ways you can implement damage control is by using an I feel statement to be able to say you're sorry, to be able to get to a point where you can get to a yes. One is to be able to say, I need to calm down, and we'll share ways of how to do that. Uh, sometimes you just need to be able to say in a loving way to stop the action so that you both can calm down. Um, and then also, I appreciate. Okay, so you've just stated six subsections of the checklist, which number one, I feel, making an I feel statement. Mm-hmm. Another one would be, I'm sorry. And then the place of getting to a yes is a third way. Fourth, I need to calm down. And then fifth, stop action. And then finally, in the sixth point, is I appreciate. Those are six distinct places of which to work from. So let's talk about I feel to begin with. So one example in the heat of the moment of a conflict, just being able to say, I'm getting scared. Whoa. That should be a red flag that... Things need to calm down here. Yeah, because if I love that person and they say, I'm scared, I should immediately go, whoa. Yeah, let's bring it down a notch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think another one that really is important is I feel blamed. Mm. Because if I feel blamed and then can say, you know, I'm, I'm really feeling the heat of the blame here. Could you rephrase that so that 
it's not directed at me. It feels more like an attack. Mm, I'm yeah. feeling attacked. But, you know, instead of using such a, an aggressive word, use, hey, I'm feeling blame. Could you, could you say that another way? Along with that is also, I feel defensive. And I don't want to become defensive. So can you rephrase that another way? Okay, back up to the I feel blamed. It can be very easy to say, well, I'm not blaming you. And why do you always do? I mean, then I could go defensive. But if you're saying I'm feeling blamed, I can't tell you how you're feeling. You shouldn't feel blamed. You're not blamed. You know, it's like then it gets defensive and then it gets to a whole nother level. And then the conflict goes on this bunny trail that you're not even fighting over what you first started. So I guess I want to make sure that you say you own your feelings, your own feelings, and yeah. don't tell your spouse, you can't feel that way because that's wrong. Uh, that's fantastic. Well said. Okay. Really well said. I think finally in the I feel con- uh, category is that of I feel criticized. Could you say that another way? Criticism, if you all know the Gottman material well enough, criticism is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And, you know, the other the other two are defensiveness. The third one is contempt. And then finally, stonewalling. And with the clients and people that we coach and work with, hey, our biggest job is to get those horses, so to say, back in the barn. Yeah. You know, don't let criticism get out. And to, to have criticism, the anecdote there is, is you have to begin to share, this is how I'm feeling. And most of the time... Uh know if this is in the middle of a conflict but especially when things are going right correct me if i'm wrong i want to know how you're feeling and if in the middle of a conflict you share how you're feeling and i shut you down oh you shouldn't feel that way or that's stupid to feel that way how's that going to make you feel i ain't going to say anymore because now or or if i do say something more it's going to just add to the damage yeah and then there's no safety no so I think we really, when, when someone starts sharing how they're really feeling, I think that's a, uh, not a red flag, but it's like, that's a moment you need to kind of catch your breath and respond in love. Even if you don't agree. Be I kind. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Be yeah. kind. Be essential. Yeah. All right. So let's move to the second category and that's, I'm sorry. So let's, let's give a couple examples there. So, and this isn't just saying, I'm sorry. One way to do it would be if you're speaking and you're, you feel like you're just totally got, gotten off track, you can say, let me try again. Yeah. Wow. Um, then the other side of it is, is you're saying, let me try it again. Then I could potentially reply and say, hmm, I can see my part in this as well. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, and because- like if you were to say that, I'd go... Wow, so he's saying he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, typically well, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But but if I can admit that I have my lenses on potentially that could potentially just add to this problem and for me to side with you, not side with the enemy because you are my friend, you are my ally. I love you. I don't I don't want this to be a fight. Mm-hmm. Then how can I reduce this? But well, a simple sim- simple statement could be I can see my part in this as well. Mm-hmm. Then finally, in this little section of the saris, there could be a comment that goes like this. Let me start again, but in a softer way. Mm-hmm. Let me elaborate on that just a little bit, y'all. There are two things that people do, a soft startup and a harsh startup. And in the harsh startup, basically, you're, you're, you're fighting words. Right. But it's pretty clear that in the book of Proverbs, and I think it's chapter 15 or 16, which says, a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words basically stir up conflict. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
Good old King Solomon knew what he was talking about, oh, let's say about three or 4,000 years ago. So a soft answer turns away wrath. But if you stir things up with a harsh, harsh response, you're just kind of stirring the hornet's nest all the more. Yeah, and we talk about that all the time, especially when we're sitting face to face with people. So is that a start? Is that a is that a soft startup or a harsh startup? That sets the tone of any conversation. Right. And right? that is all about you being controlling of yourself. Yeah. Okay, let's yeah. move to the next so one, which is what? To get a yes, get to a yes. So one thing you could say to get to a yes, and we're just picking, you know, three or four in each one, each category. Now, to get to yes is basically the concept of collaboration or compromise. We're trying to find common ground. Mm -hmm. Okay, so get to yes. What's the first one? Um, What you could say is, I agree with part of what you're saying. Okay, so part, maybe not all. So, okay, so, okay. So So that's like a bridge of connection. That's a step toward the middle. Yep. Yep. Uh, Then another one uh, that's possible is let's find some common ground here. Mm-hmm. Let's find out where we can agree. Maybe not everywhere, but okay, so and the last one you came yeah. up with here? I think your point of view makes sense. Oh. <laughs> then there's silence. <laughs> wow. I mean that's a showstopper right there, you know, because now we, we potentially can kind of begin. But yeah. the thing of the, uh, there is, is that if you've now got agree- agreement with me, for those of you that would take that statement and run with it and run over your partner, I have mm. a little comment for you. Stop it. That isn't soft. It's not loving. And it's not respectful. If they start to agree with you, stay soft. Mm-hmm. This is a collaboration, and to be able not to a competition. Say- and to be able to say thank you for seeing even this small po- part of what I'm trying to share. Yeah, because then you're feeling heard. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get to that. Yeah, we're going to get yeah. to that. I think that's good. All right, so let's move to the next session section, uh, and that is I need to calm down. I am really worked up here. I need to calm down. So the very first one uh, could potentially be, hey, could you make things a little safer for me? What What does that mean if I were to say, could you? Could you just make me a little more at ease here? I think if, uh, let's say you were saying that to me, that I need to soften a little bit and and take off the hard edge of communication and defensiveness uh, because safety, I mean, that's a great conversation to have with each other when you're not in a conflict is what does safety look like in the middle of a conflict? When you hear those words, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to be safe, basically what you're hearing is, is that the... The, um, the, the emotional part of your brain, the limbic system, is about ready to blow, which means it's going to be an eruption, and the upper part of the brain, which has le- reasoning and logic, can't hold the emotion anymore. So the concept of calming down is to keep your brain engaged and not allow the emotions to overwhelm you or one another. Mm-hmm. Another one you could say to uh, keep things calm is please be gentler with me kind of the same idea of being a softer yeah. start and yeah, you i mean you could say that or i could say that it depends on if whoever's ramped up more and that that's fueling the fire to the to the conflict it's like okay let's just take it down a notch i think another really important thing here with the calming down is this particular statement this is important to me listen Versus, this is important to me. Please listen. Mm-hmm. Tone 
is huge. Yeah. Just yeah. like was happening in the coffee shop <laughs> parking lot. You were saying the right things, but the tone was not, not getting right. it. It wasn't getting me. It was making me more <laughs> agitated. I couldn't calm down. So yeah. that that really, you know, makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. This is important mm-hmm. to me. Please listen. Mm-hmm. Okay? Go ahead. What's I'll the next try one? to do better next time. <laughs> I guess people check in on me. I don't <laughs> But you know, like we were talking about pain cycles and that's a whole other podcast. But what were you setting off in me that I wasn't even aware of? You know, and that's yeah, that's yeah. a conversation we can have. Um, okay, another way to, to calm things down is just to be able to say, can we take a break? I mean, we say this a lot to couples, um, and it's and it's for a certain amount of time. It's not like we're going to take a break and not talk about this for four days. It's like, no. you know, can you, can you give me 10 minutes, 20 minutes, just kind of catch my breath? We always say take a time out to, to take a time in, just to be able to check in with yourself and calm down before you re-enter into the conversation. Righto. So actually saying, can we take a break, really segues really well into this this uh, uh, fifth uh, section, which is stop action. And so one of the comments in the stop action is, hey, could you give me a moment? I'll be right back. It sounds a lot like, can we take a break? You're trying Mm -hmm. to slow down. I think that's one of the biggest jobs that I think of as a counselor when people are emotionally agitated Mm -hmm. is to help them slow down, pump the brake, emotionally speaking, so that you can actually regain your composure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think one of the things that's important, just like you alluded to, with the stop action or to take the break is this very key thing. When you're taking a timeout, these are a couple of things to keep in mind. No parting shot like, hey, you jerk or you, you know, <laughs> fill in the blank. Shut your mouth and be respectful. If the other person has called for a timeout, no parting shots. That's not nice. That's not loving. It's not respectful. It's not going to get you anything other than more argument. It's going to add to the damage. So when there's a stop action, please be quiet. Then keep in mind, like you said, 20, 30 minutes, maybe 24 hours maximum. The other thing that's really important to come, with, back together. To, to come back together. Another thing that's important to remember is two two more steps. The person that called the timeout is the one that's responsible to reinitiate. That shows respect to the person who is giving you the timeout. If they're not ready yet, then give them a little bit more time. But you, the one who called the timeout, get your act together, calm down, and then reinitiate. And as you reinitiate, here's how you start. Thank you for giving me some time to quiet down and collect my thoughts. That is another way of showing goodwill to the relationship because you're trying to protect us. Yeah. And I think the person that's not calling the timeout, let's say we have an argument and you call a timeout, it'd be very easy for me to get upset. But to have the conversation before you guys get into a conflict, to be able to say, when I do that, when I ask for timeout, that is for us. I'm protecting us. I'm not running away from the situation. I'm not hiding. I'm not avoiding. I, I need that time alone so we can be better. Right, because yeah. it really flows into this other statement here in the stop action, which is, I'm feeling flooded. Mm-hmm. What that means, folks, is, is that psychologically and physiologically, you've hit a tipping point. 
which means you aren't thinking straight and the volcano or the eruption or whatever it might be is about ready to explode again. And so when you're feeling flooded, you don't think straight. Your emotions have taken over and logic has left the room. (laughs) So that is really important. And that also happens a lot when they talk about stonewalling is because you are flooded. Mm. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Great. One last one on stop uh, action. Oh, I like this one. It was one of us to be able to say, hang in there, don't withdraw. Oh, my gosh. So, but what if somebody's like, I'm flooded, I need to withdraw? That's then, something else. That's something else. That's when you practice the, uh, the timeout rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you say, please don't withdraw, I'm going to just, that's going to help me slow down and help you. I think this happens a lot with men, honestly. We don't have the words as quick most men don't, where our women really are really quick and so forth. A lot of guys have it all rehearsed in their head. And when our wives say something to us or our girlfriend, everything we had rehearsed leaves mm. because we become emotionally stammered. Hmm. Something stifles in us. And I'm not quite sure how to explain it, but it is something maybe to the male gender stereotypically. But if I can say, please hang in with me. I just need to collect my thoughts. Give me some time. Please be patient. That helps slow things down so that we can get to what's really happening. Well, and when people withdraw, usually they're not feeling safe. Exactly. So even in the moment of a conflict, just to catch that breath, to be able to say, okay, we're not feeling safe right now. Let's, what do we need to do to get back to that? Because we really want to keep our are, we want to stay engaged. Yeah. So I really know what's going on. And if you withdraw and shut down, I don't know I don't know how to reach you and, and help through the situation. Right, and being able to slow the action down might just be the very thing we need to, to get that breakthrough. But if, yeah. Because like you said, if we, if we withdraw and we, and we disengage, then we may not get to it. And Everything. even then everything stops, yeah. which exactly. sometimes that's necessary. But if we can slow down, I think that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So the number six way to implement damage control, and this is really great, is showing appreciation. So something like, you know, thank you for fill in the blank. Thank you for being honest with me. Thank you for sharing your feelings. Thank you for giving me a time out. Thanks for giving me a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I think the, the other thing that's really important is to express appreciation simply with saying, you're not the enemy. I love you. Mm. I I really care about you. I don't want this distance. I miss you. I mean, when you say things like that to me, that's like, oh, you you do really care and mm-hmm. you do appreciate the relationship. And I feel protected. I feel like a magnet drawn to mm. you when I hear those words, especially when things are tense or terse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be toxic. I want that healing to take place and to know that that love and appreciation is still there. That That's entreating. That's, inv- mm-hmm. that's inviting. It's yeah. not repelling me. Yeah. I love it too. Another way to show appreciation is to be able to say, this is not your problem. It's our problem. Oh, go off on that. That's well. Yeah. Go, go, <laughs> go. Yeah. Preach. Yeah. Well, yeah, I We're going to take you're... a station break. We're going to be right back. <laughs> when you're in a relationship, especially a marriage, I mean, you're, you're working as one. So it's not like <clears throat> it's your problem or my problem. It's our problem. How are we going to handle this problem together? This is when we get behind our wall, the wall that protects our marriage. And it's like, how are we going to figure this out? How are we going to figure out the addiction? How are we going to figure out... Um, 
the death of a parent. How are we? We're a team. We're we're connected. We're going to do this together. Yeah, you're not on your own. Yeah. Because a good point of it could be is that the problem is both of you have. Hold on, folks. Wait, wait, just a second. Put on your seatbelt. Both of you have some res- some responsibility with the conflict. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, yeah. somewhere, somewhere down the line, <laughs> somewhere down the line, both of you are responsible for why that conflict took place. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be very slight. Could be, the, a, could be a tone of voice. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> <laughs> very slight, but you had a part. Yeah, and because we love each other and care about each other and want each other to grow and mature, these steps are really important for us to just do that very thing: is to grow and mature together. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the point. We want we want to be able to have a strong, healthy marriage. And conflict, like we've said before, is not bad. It's how you handle it. Yeah, exactly. So any final comments or thought with regards to, you know, conflict damage control? Well, I learned a lot (laughs) (laughs) about you through discussing this, fleshing this out before we came to the microphone. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, folks, I think that it's really important that each of you have these tools available to you. If there's a question or some kind of uh, feedback that you'd like to give us on this, please contact us. Uh, So far as the uh, uh, contact, the three action steps basically are to, number one, slow down, and admit that you are in, I don't know how to call this, basically, that you are in an emotional state. <laughs> so you need to admit where you're at. That'd be number one. Okay. Okay. Number two would be, how can we limit the damage? And you have to ask yourself that. How can I limit the damage or the hurt that's being done? But you, you know what? You really... Oh, in the moment, it's hard to think of it. So it's almost like having a, I know, it's like a, before you do a a conflict, say, okay, we're going to have a pre-conflict conversation (laughs) when you're in a good place to be able to say, okay, especially if there's a conflict that's an ongoing conflict, this same thing keeps coming up. Before we get the emotions fired up, how we both know we're on the same page. We love each other. We want what's best. So when you say this, this is how I'm feeling. When you react this way, this is how I'm feeling. If there's some, some, some continuous things that, are, that happen all the time, to be able to talk about it, kind of take the teeth out of it. So when it does come up again and you act the same way, which will happen, you'll be better armed with how to diffuse it. Right. I think the final action step is show appreciation. Even if you messed up, even if it wasn't a successful damage control of a conflict, show appreciation because that other person needs to know that they are appreciated and loved, even if they didn't do it right. And that in, in a way that helps build the bridges between the two of you to keep things soft and pliable. And I think it would be an add, this is a bonus for the end, is if there's a way you can have some kind of physical connection, a hug, a kiss, a, okay, let's go get ice cream. I don't know. (laughs) I I think you're right. Some ending connection like, okay, this may not be totally done, 
but we're still friends. We love each other, and we're moving forward. Yeah, it's together. the reassur- the reassurance that that I'm not going anywhere. I, I, you know, we'll get through this. So, yeah. Well, I thank all of you. I thank all of you again for listening in, um, and we are so thankful that uh, we can typically just end up with always saying, "If you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing." Listen in next time. Thanks again. Take care. Always forward. Hey, glad you joined us today. Want to connect with us? Find us at gillandbrenda.com and the usual social media outlets. We are available for coaching, counseling, marriage intensives, seminars, workshops, retreats, and so much more. We'd love to encourage you in your relationship. Give us a call today. And thank you to our producer and engineer, Corby Stevens.